So you guys have you've you've heard me complain during all of quarantine that you can see my titties from space, mm, and blinding. I decided to finally, I decided to finally uh, join an outdoor gym, and I changed my diet. I'm on a clean bulk now, Ooh. but in the midst of that, I was like, well, I can't keep drinking so vociferously mm-hmm. if I'm like, you know, <laughs> like eating, you know, like chicken for lunch and ch- like skinless chicken breast for dinner as well so i discovered this thing this product called can c-a-n-n how many calories does it have is it a low cal bevy alan it's like 35 calories oh shut the door it's a yep it's a micro dose of thc so it gives me what i need in my life which is to get a little stoned at the end of the day yeah Take the edge or in the morning, off, or, or in the, the morning. morning, in the morning, if things aren't going quite as expected. <laughs> uh, the flavors are incredible. It tastes great, and you don't have a hangover the next day. It's perfect. That is perfect. Well, if you want to get this, you can go to drinkcan. That's can with two ends. dot com, and use the code worse. W-O-R-S-E, to get 25% off your order. I mean, that is a deal you can just not pass up. And, oh, you are going to love it. It it tastes so good. Oh, and you save some money. Oh, drinkhand.com. Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Okay, guys, yeah, so this uh, this first topic is a, a little late. Um, we're a little past the date, but uh, for Valentine's Day this year, as if the holiday wasn't already annoying, um, <laughs> Orbitz, the travel company, put together a campaign that just had me, I was just weeping. It was so Mm -hmm. touching. You got very emotional. They put together, I did, I did. They put together a campaign called Orbutz, in which uh, they paired with the Instagram uh, account, the Traveling Bum. Which we love. We're dying to get him on the podcast. (laughs) Just dying. This guy, okay, by the way, the guy who runs the Traveling Bum, I've like posted about it. He's blocked you, right? No, he's written me to be like, why do you goof on me? And I'm like, why do I goof on you, dude? So it's a site. I mean, it's an Instagram where I don't even know how to describe it other than to say that it's pictures of people's butts. And yeah. it's like them with their butts out in public. And I can't even believe it. But, but don't they? Who, don't... who runs the site I try, I, I at least claims that it's about like empowerment. And it's yeah. Yeah, people, right. people's butts. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, that's the thing that it's because each post is like, like somehow some sort of like not spiritual thing, but like some right. sort of message oriented thing. When I'm just like, message. dude, just just have a what have it's a just Instagram butts. about butts. Wait, wait well, yeah. let me ask you: Are the butts of varying sizes, or are they all like fit yeah. butts? Why don't you? Why don't you take a guess, Brent? What do you think? Since, <laughs> since the guy who runs the site is a gay man. What do you think? I'm guessing they're all think? extremely sinewy, it's, muscular yeah, butts. Pretty right. similar. Pretty yeah. similar. Right. With um, lots of facetune. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah a, right. it's just a it's just wild and like they have he has a lot of followers and I just I can't believe the self seriousness that he uses when he when he and all these people show their butts mm-hmm. um, and like we've said before uh, you know many times privately and on the podcast the idea of like showing your butt to the camera is no different than mooning and yet somehow it's now this like hypersexual act to show your butt but all of that said 
Um, they the orbits worked with the traveling bum <laughs> to do traveling bum, <laughs> traveling yeah. bum to do a campaign called Orbuts, uh, in which they gathered oh, a group so beautiful, of- <laughs> so beautiful, brave, brave <laughs> LGBTQ influencers to talk about where they might want to travel when the world opens up. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and of course, so and luckily, I mean, it's nice to know that you know they that he, they donated some of the or maybe all of the. I guess the, I don't even know what they would donate, but they would donate it to the Stonewall Community Foundation. I think they but would I donate just, what they would, what these influencers oh, would theoretically get paid right. for posting a sponsored ad or whatever to mm. charity. And I think, I think that's how it worked. It's just so funny because to couch it by being like, but it's for charity, even though it's I mean, like cool. ridiculous. Yeah. That's cool. cool. But, yeah. But I love that in the, that in the article, they said that they gathered a group of LGBTQ plus influencers like, I know who Jackie Cox is, but Logan Fletcher, Cheyenne Parker, mm-hmm. the Zaycar twins, and Brittany Thornton. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, it's like who, 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 and who? <laughs> Talk about, wait, I, I need to see your butt and know where you might travel when the world opens up. Like, what are we talk? What? what it's also, it's such, it's such a deep cut. Oh. Like, I, look, I, 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 of course, don't know exactly how the logistics of Instagram advertising works and everything, but you're like, so Orbitz is spending money to a nonprofit mm-hmm. to obviously at the end of the day, they're trying to draw attention, attention. to their brand and their right. website. So they're trying to draw attention by paying for abject no names. Yeah. Show their butts in like the Himalayas or some shit. Like where exactly. are they? I, so bizarre. I, I first became aware of this when, so like, one of my biggest, not pet peeves, but things that I hate about like some drag accounts is when like to me, if, like as Sadie, I would, I'll never post a thirst trap to Sadie Pine's Instagram account ever, ever as a boy. It's not gonna mm-hmm. happen. You, you won't ever see me as a boy on Sadie You've Pine's drawn that Instagram line account. and you will not cross and it. And I don't like when queens do that. And Jackie has, she, she kind of is becoming the definition of those thirst trap accounts that we kind of collectively sometimes hate in that she has that that side smirk that you've, you've brought up before, <laughs> Elliot, where it's sort of like this, like, mm, I don't know what I did, but somehow I'm naked now. It's like this <laughs> right, weird, right, like right. this tongue in cheek. <laughs> and it's so it's so much fun to hate on because I Jack Jackie's a fine queen. Great. Good to be a queen. I just don't need manscape. You can do a manscape ad and like do it in drag. Like I just, I don't need you as a thirst trap. Just be mm. a drag queen. And so I, I loved hating on hers. I will admit. Well, I like Jackie Cox, but her statement about the campaign is so funny. She's, she said, I thought it was really cool that Orbit is taking a holiday like Valentine's day, which really isn't especially queer. It's pretty normative and really taking and embracing it in a fun queer way. And I, 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 I like standing that she's naked on her balcony something. with her right, boyfriend. But it's like, it's your butt. Her it's husband. literally your butt. And you're just saying or butts. It's, it's, there's nothing, there's no. nothing there. I, I, not- I also, I, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, please. I, I, I read that statement and like, I feel like calling Valentine's Day like, like heteronormative is, is like, it's like calling the new kids on the block heteronormative where it's like, yeah, they didn't, you know, there was a band from the '90s, and they didn't write songs about gay people. And mm-hmm. I, I, I only use this as, as an example because I had a friend who dated a guy 
who was like a liberal curmudgeon piece of garbage. And they went to an NKOTB concert together. And when they left, he's like, oh, don't you think they're a bit heteronormative? And she's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? I mean, so I guess, I, think, I don't know. I feel like it's it's like a little- I totally see your point. Really, I, think, I think Valentine's Day is very normative in general as a holiday, as, as a sort of a fake holiday. But that said, I think the- the commercialization of Valentine's Day and sort of the ad space and the, the content that we see around Valentine's Day is very hetero because that is sure. a majority and that's huh. corporate America and all of that. But it's still just normative. Like, I don't think you need to. Yeah, apply and, and, and are people right. And are people, you know, is there a dying effort to queer up Valentine's Day? <laughs> I, I, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, is there is there a big need for that? It's like, no. I don't think so. I know that she's I know that. Jackie's, you know, it's sure. a reach here to help, like, obviously, you know, put say something about the campaign. But again, when all is said and done, it's like the campaign itself. And even though Orbitz is a great company that's always been very queer friendly, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just like, it's another, it's just pictures of butts. And it makes yeah. me, it's the fact that they're even going, uh, uh, the, the fact that they're even trying to make this seem like, tear you know tear stained worthy like you're just you know you're just looking oh i can't wait to go where 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 i'm gonna go when the world opens up it's like and show yeah. my butt and show yeah. my butt i, I mean I just, this, this guy's videos blow the videos and the pictures continue <laughs> to blow my mind because i don't i can't believe anybody would even pretend that there's something deep thoughtful and um uh uh active you know that that actively gonna ch- change your emotions and yeah. change your framework just because it's like you there's something in insp- an inspirational caption above literally somebody's butt well he is onto something down. he is onto something to naked traveling in that it is the safest way to go through tsa it is like there's no <laughs> no one's gonna think you have anything on you they'll still make yeah. you stand they'll still make you stand in that machine and put your hands up though and <laughs> Just well, they got a track. for fun they just for track. fun yeah <laughs> fun. that's all about innards they're checking your innards you know that right Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not for the outside. Maybe they're not. I don't know. (laughs) Not even joking. We are here today with the last person I saw in public before lockdown. We've heard about this. The very last person. Well, but but I have not had the conversation with Oscar, Brent. No, I'm I'm not Oscar Montoya. (laughs) Oscar Montoya. So Oscar and I randomly we did not plan on going together but we both Mm -hmm. i was like we need to i need to get my nails done before this lockdown thing because we're going to be in it for a month and i want to look good after i come out like i want to be able to get to the gig when we thought it was just a month do you remember that that's funny when we were sitting there april 8th we're out of those (laughs) i remember very distinctly being like oh yeah i'm planning a live show hopefully after this we'll be able to do it like maybe in like may june time like i had a whole thing planned out Oh, but your nails looked great then. I'm sure they look <laughs> your nails. Now. Your my nails. My nails are garbage cans compared well, to your nails. I explain to me your nails. nails done. I went back. What's your nail history? My, my nail history is very intense. These are acrylics. <laughs> I definitely you, am always ready for the nails. Do you like the noise that they make? When oh my you type god! On a I love. Yeah. I will sit here sometimes and. Oh, it's I yes. just love it's it. Incredible. It's, just, it's yes. the sexiest sound. I feel like I feel like Joan Cusack and Working Girl. Just I'm ready to mm-hmm. like do whatever I need. You to are do. Joan Cusack and Working Girl. Thank you, you. Oscar. Thank how do you get your nails done? Um, I get them. You know, because I, I was having this dilemma the last time we saw each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know if I, I really wanted to get gels. Yes, and I wanted really you to get gels. And you told me to get gels, but I was I like, I don't know if I want to get gels because I was also on hold for something mm-hmm. that didn't go, obviously. And um, 
I was like, well, getting rid of gels is like such a nightmare because they last a long time. So I just got really shitty, just basic mm. nails. Which mm. threw me away. Tragic. Well, gel, gels, gels is like a harder. Yeah, I keep um, picturing like taffy on a nail. No, these guys are these. I mean, we're, this is essentially now become like a let's teach straight men podcast. Right. So gel nails are um, it's like a it's like a nail polish that you then you have to put under a blue light to, for it to harden. And so it lasts longer and it's just better. It doesn't chip. But the texture is like very, like, do you like, like to rub it on your face? Like, do no, you it's like. The same as, I mean, it's a bit thicker than regular nail right. polish, but it's. Is it still... soft? Is it, is it like, does it kind of have some give to it? Um, no, no. It's no. What's the point of gels then? Why, why well, would it last longer? You can have I think, a nail right, you're, for like a month. I think, Brent, you're like sort of, it's not jelly. It's not like soft. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was picturing jelly. Yes, it's more <laughs> just like a shiny sort of, it gives like yeah. a like a straight up polish. I was blown away got though it, at it. your bulk. Cause to me, I'm an impatient person. The idea mm -hmm. of sitting there waiting for like regular nail polish to dry at a salon at the <laughs> start of a pandemic. I was like, Oscar's brave. I'm, <laughs> gonna, be, I'm gonna get in there. I was stupid. I'm gonna get the and stuff I'm gonna tell you go. this. It was one of the biggest regrets of really? my life. <laughs> well, they did just recently reopen Oscar. So I think maybe we should go back you... at some point when you feel safe and I feel safe. We can do it outside, separate, say. have a whole say. moment. You get pedicures? Yes. You, you can get pedicures. I've never had a pedicure done. Have Never? I've never had a pedicure. I don't know. Never. I haven't lived never? that lifestyle. Pedicure, no. Not yet. Well, I have, I, I, I think we all should go. I have I, a live I had show. One. I have a live oh. show next month and we're gonna go back to Gloss and get the nails done, all of us. Mm. Like we should make it, it. We well, should all do it together. That makes three of us, but wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, we glossed over something very important. Elliot said he's had a pedicure done. Can I hear yeah. this story, please? And it's not much of a story, but somebody gave me a, a, a gift certificate to like the nail salon for men, hammer and nails. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Where is and this? What? Yeah, where is that? It's on Melrose. It's in like, hot, like trashy Hollywood, but I, I didn't like it. I was I was very ticklish. I didn't like. I just I didn't care for it, and I don't. Yeah. Never, I what never need to do say, it again. What would you say is the difference between the nail salon for men versus like a yeah. normal nail salon? Uh, ignorance, toxic masculinity, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> branding. Wow. I mean, it's it's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally a nail salon, but they like make it with like chrome and yeah. you know wood exposed. Well, not what El Elliot's just mad that the pedicure didn't end with someone's hands down his pants. <laughs> oh my god! Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Oscar. I, I do want to bring this up. I, there, are, there are things I actually want to talk to you about, but there is one thing I we t before we started recording that we talked about that I feel like is very important. You right now, as a background on your Zoom call, have mm. the Cheetah Girls. A did you do that right. drawing or can I make fun of it? <laughs> I wish, okay. I wish. Surprisingly enough, I draw worse than this. Okay, okay, good. I, this what? is definitely a fan art um, of the Cheetah Girls that was done by someone off the internet that I saw and I laughed really hard. I yeah. love like, how you copied can see it the on my Zoom yeah. background. It's I, great. I mm. think it's one, and it's a part of- Like a Beavis and the, Butthead, the Cheetah yes. Girls. Yeah. Yes, it's a, and it's like one of these things that like is, I would say like an amateur mm -hmm. drawing of the yeah. Cheetah Girls, but you know which girl is which. Yes. Mm. Yeah, you do. for sure. We'll post it. You should send that to us so we can post it. I will definitely it. send it to you. Mm -hmm. But I, is the reason why you have it is because one of the three podcasts that you're on, three, oh, as if no. like, oh, are you just no. like, Get over your ego. are you stretching oh, yourself too thin? Oh, or are you just no. trying to like- What is this? Yeah, it's too much. But oh, one of them is- <laughs> inside Drag the, me. Drag inside me. the Disney vault where mm -hmm. you watch Disney, 
originals, right? And mm-hmm. I th- was this one of them that you watched on the podcast? That's a, that's 100% correct. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I okay. so that podcast, ooh, we started like 3 years ago. Jesus. And the um, objective of that was to watch every single Disney animated movie mm-hmm. in chronological mm-hmm. order because when I mean, we're all from New York, right? I mean, we lived there right? for a long yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Elliot's um, from there. So like moving from New York to LA, I was like not ready for the cultural zeitgeist that was Disney and yeah, more specifically too. Disney gays, you know? Yes. That's thing. Yes. Uh, I was sort of blown away by it and I truly didn't get it because prior to moving to LA and doing this podcast, I've watched three Disney animated movies yeah, and sort of was just like, whatever, who cares? So you're not a Disney gay? Um, no, I'm not. I, I wouldn't say that I am and I would never claim that I am because mm-hmm. you put me next to a Disney gay and they would out <laughs> well, Disney Alan my beat ears. you to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would beat, literally beat me to death. They would beat I, me with Mickey ears that they got from Who's Disney. on your shirt, Alan? On my shirt right now is actually Ursula. Oh, oh wow. From the Little I Mermaid. I am, yeah. in okay. fact, a Disney faggot. Okay. I am a full-on Disney oh, faggot. Now, I'm not you. the faggot that's going to take the picture at Disney and put it on a Tinder profile. Not that I have a Tinder profile, but if I did, I wouldn't put it on there. But that said, <laughs> I am a Disney faggot that is there for the pageantry. Did you see that last parade? Mm, not, oh, you're no. one of those parade no. people. Oh my God. It was one that oh, Raven did the makeup and co- Raven from Drag Race did the makeup and Shut costume, up. not the costumes, the makeup for um <laughs> for the, la- like right before lockdown, they introduced this new parade. It's, what is it called? Ma- magic happens, magic happens. <laughs> and we went, it's mm. like Todrick Hall and Raven did this whole revamping of Disney oh, Parade. And God. it's the gayest okay. thing you'll ever see Google mm. it. I mean, if you have Todrick Hall on any project, you know that shit's gonna be good. And you're not gonna get yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So like, what, let me ask you then, Oscar, like, uh, what have you like, now that you've watched, you know, umpteen mm-hmm. Disney movies, like what's your take home? What have you discovered about yeah. yourself, about the world? Yeah, so like the, I, the biggest thing that I got out of it is, well, first of all, I went to the Disney parks with my friend and co-host Claire Lagren. Um, and I've, you know, for the first time I went there and was like s- sort of overwhelmed yeah. by the, and this is going to sound corny and yes, come for me. Everyone come for me online. Please do. I welcome it. The magic uh, that exists yeah. in Disneyland. <laughs> the pageantry um, of it all. It's real. It's yeah. so real. Yes. Thank you. The pageantry. You're talking to a season it. pass like, holder. I'm ready. I'm here. For well, not anymore. I mean, Alan, but no. I mean uh, are you still? still? No, well, I mean, we're not, no one's paying for it, but we are still a part of the program. Oh, because well, it's changed now, right? It's, it's like changing. It's like, yeah, it'll be something different, but we still get the membership benefits until they start oh, up the parks work. again. Oh, we got, Alan got very tense just then. Oscar, yes, I'm a ahead. Disney faggot. <laughs> Sorry, Oscar, continue. continue. He started tapping, uh, started tapping on the, right. the wall really <laughs> frantically. So you went to the um, parks and experienced the magic. Yeah, and it was like really nice. And then watching those movies in chronological order, ooh, mm. some of them are problematic. Yeah, yes. yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you find Song of the South? Were you able to find it? We did. We saw Song of the South. <gasps> and you know what? One. More than the obvious problematic and racist undertones the movie had, it was just a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, sure. And not yeah. a lot of people talk about it. 
about how yeah. bad the movie is. But how mm-hmm. awkward is it that the characters from that are in Splash Mountain? At, I mean, well, I mean, now, not anymore. Not anymore. Thank God they're Princess changing the it frog. to. I've been saying for years they just changed the whole New Orleans section to Princess and the Frog. It's a great Disney film. That makes so much sense. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. But, then just... too, but then also there's something a little bit problematic of like yes. deleting Song of the South yeah. to a black movie where our black female lead is black mm-hmm. for what 20 minutes of it and then she's a yeah. frog you know like <laughs> yes. there's yes. something True. weird about can that, i just you know? say i did you do you love the emperor's new groove as it's much my favorite. as i do yeah it's i love so it my favorite oh, I don't nothing comes close to the emperor's new groove <laughs> it's sort oh of my post, god it's, so it's post funny. like the heyday of like the disney of i guess our childhood like post link right uh, pocahontas lion king like that era it's sort of right funny right that you say pocahontas that. First, Ellen. Well, I was trying to go in years order. So like, I was thinking like, what came out in 95? You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of where yeah, I was yeah. going. But yeah, thank for... you for calling that out, Oscar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, just uh, for Brent, it was uh, it was a movie with like David Spade as this llama. And I think it, it told like an, a story, an Aztec, an Aztec story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But what's fascinating about it is not only- is Inca, it, like, I think it was Inca. Inca, Inca. And it's oh, really funny. And it's dear. South, you know, it's like South American, but it's really- it's really fun and funny and very smart, huh. but mm-hmm. also the story had like a huge. They like it, it. There was a whole article I read about it how the how it was so, it caused so much stress mm-hmm. and problems at Disney because they had to they revamped the whole thing and sort of took away a lot of the like actual ethnic history that they wanted to imbue into the film at first and yeah. Sting made the whole soundtrack and then they ended up like fucking it up and putting in Tom Jones instead. Wait, what? Wow. Yeah. Wild. So there's it also a crazy. There's a it documentary a that is mm-hmm. that goes that people look for but they keep pulling it from the internet about really? the process yeah. called the sweat box and I couldn't oh. even yes. look, look for it. Very okay, fun. Elliot, um yeah. uh, closet Someone of Disney come- game maybe. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. No, I like Disney. I mean, I like I love like Lady and the Tramp. There's some We had so much fun that. going to the parks together. I love Disney. I just my it's not the, it's not the pageantry that I like. Trips, no, you I, I like the reason. The reason I like, <laughs> the reason I like Disney is because it's so it's so oddly synthetic. Yeah. I love how yes. synthetic and clean it is. It's sure. so weird. Feels yeah. very Aryan and like mildly. Wow. Okay, but I, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Aryan like going, in a I good way. It. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait. So, Oscar, you also host the other two podcasts of the forty-eight that you host. Um, uh-huh. Our Spanish Aki presents and podcast killed the radio star. Like, yes. do you feel overstretched? Like, like stretched a little too thin? Like, it um. You know, listen, if you do what you love, yeah, you won't have to work a day in your life, right? Yeah. That's what they say. Wait, wait. No, but yes, I am overworked and I yeah. I'm ready to jump off a bridge any second now. Wow. But no, it's it's fun. It's like you know, you get it. You you have a of podcast course. with people that you love and like it's yeah. like whoa, we're whoa, just whoa, talking. Whoa, whoa, okay, whoa. maybe we I tolerate know. I don't know about love. I get it. okay, uh, I get it. Well, but really, you've yes, never said I love you to I each appreciate. other. Uh Oh, I mean, I think I told I think I told Alan once that I appreciate him. Yeah. And I think yeah. Elliot is a good he's a good man. I think Elliot is a good man. You're a good man. No, I'm just kidding. I love them dearly as a friend. As a friend. Wait, what's <laughs> Oh wait, wait, that reminds me of the episode of the Golden Girls when um Phil died and what's her name? Phil's wife comes to oh, Dorothy yes, and says Angela. Yeah, Angela. And what she says to Sophia being like, what he was was a good man. 
Okay. And then Good it like man. cuts. It's like the end of the episode. So it's episode. Brenda Vaccaro, and she's like, "What he was was a good man." So, <laughs> Wait, so podcast killed the radio star is your is the podcast newest podcast killed the video star. Video star, excuse me, yeah. is the newest podcast. What is what is yes. that about? So it's me and Mono Agapian, mm-hmm. past guest. Uh, legend, yeah, icon. Yeah. Um, we hate Mono. Yeah, we do. We, hate we do him. hate him. We hate him. <laughs> Please drag him. Please cancel. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. cancel Mono. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got a name like uh, that. Why are we gonna? Why waste any time on it? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, we're on uh, the the purpose of the podcast is to find the definitive top 100 music videos of all time. Oh. And the way that we do that is that we each nominate a video each week to put up in the running, and then we take another video that's like in the zeitgeist or mm-hmm. uh, listeners will nominate. And mm-hmm. then out of the three listeners vote for which one of them is the favorite. And then that one becomes in the running for the top 100 music videos of all time. And, and presumably there's maybe 1500 uh, videos in the original tier in the first tier. <laughs> then there's then there's a second tier in which people, maybe you break it down into the final 500 con- and then you work right. down, yeah. It's yeah. constructed in a way where we will never run out of episodes. Right, that's right. Do, that's, you, yeah. do yeah. you include videos? Are you guys considering videos from all eras or just um, from like the post MTV era? From most eras, and yeah. but what we're finding out is that people really find um, nostalgic music videos, uh, specifically t- like music videos that would be featured on TRL. Yeah, it's like their favorite. So, yeah. for example, oh yeah, anything with Britney and Sync. I mean, like the heyday sure. of pop music. Yeah. It's like that's gonna win no matter what. You know, I would like to, uh, you know, not be salty. Mm-hmm. about the videos that get picked but you know sometimes i get a little mad when like a mid-tier britney spears music video <laughs> tell us which one the very first music video to ever be played on mtv you know sometimes buggles i'll get a little or whatever, right the buggles oh. the buggles it's, right it's fascinating because there's probably also a blind spot from after the like trl era and before youtube where yeah. like Music yes. videos sort of lost their cachet because no one was watching them. They weren't yeah. really on MTV, but they still had to be made. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like, where would you find like, like I guess like a like a Missy Elliott? Like her videos are fucking insane. But yeah. like, and we and we rem- we remember them. But at the same time, like they were in a sort of dead zone. Always remember after TRL and and before um, YouTube. But now you have videos that are events any gaga video yeah. is a fucking oh, event yeah. so it's and it's, it's like you have so many different decades to call from I, right I, yeah i do find it interesting though that like i will go on youtube and i'll see music videos have you know as no surprise here literally hundreds of millions of views and yet the songs i i, I feel like like you on MTV, if if a if a video was popular, you knew that song. You're like, yeah. oh, everyone right. knows this song because this video is really big, and it's, and you know, presumably the MTV didn't play it hundreds of billions of times, and and now it's like people can watch these things, they can rack up all these views, and yet it doesn't feel as zeitgeisty or important as it no. did <clears throat> if you got played on MTV. You know, no, it's just because of the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. The internet yeah. is so niche that like every community has their own obsession. So like. People yeah. are obsessed for a video on TikTok, but you might not, not even see it get any play on YouTube. And it's like this weird separation that we exactly. have because of the internet. I and remember also, as a kid, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
No, no, no. I, well, I was going to say that, like, I think now we're in this, like, really strange direction of, like, people shying away from the term music video. Mm-hmm. And they're calling them short films. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. bullshit. Oh, it's not. Boy. No, I'm Fuck telling you, you're not you, David Fincher. Literally, the <laughs> music videos now have end credits. Yeah, you, oh, you know no, what I mean. No, I'm. Yeah. That's no. I'm sorry. That's I love art. I, I love the art. I, I love the arts, but this is getting a little too crazy. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. when I was a kid that I, they they had. I mean, when I was a little little kid, like Michael Jackson, of course, they would have it like after the Simpsons on Fox. He would release a music video, and it was like a big oh, yeah. event. event, or like Madonna's uh the Frozen song. Like that was like there was like oh, a yeah. countdown to the mm. premiere of that video, mm. and like. I remember loving that as a kid because it would be so exciting to know like, okay, I'm going to do my homework and then at eight o'clock, I'm going to see this fucking Frozen video by Madonna and I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to watch every fucking second of it. Yeah. (laughs) You were doing homework when Frozen released their music videos? Yeah, I was a kid. I was in high school. Or no, something. no, Madonna, Madonna's. Song. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, no, that's a Disney oh. movie. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Alan. No, all, the all jokes song. aside, dude, Ray you're in your mid forties. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are there any? Do, does your sexuality and mono, of course, is gay? Does it skew the taste of what you're trying to? Uh, the yeah, cheetah girls background hit. really tip that it's, off. I mean, come yeah. on, <laughs> uh, come on. It's like that's my whole thing, baby. I'm a gay ass burrito. You know what I mean? Like. If you had That's asked just... me as a kid, like what, if you had asked me, yeah, as, as a kid, as a, like a kid, a preteen, when I was very much in the closet, I could definitely point to like a few music videos as being like the, my sexual awakening. I would love to ask everybody what music video made them gay. Oh, I mean, it's not that it made, I don't know. If, well, no, it made me like, I, I, it's the, the music video for um, Miami by Will Smith. Oh <laughs> and, my God. And, uh, what, what about that? There were like big men in like <laughs> like awesome shit. The same one with and the same thing for um Ladies Night by like oh, Missy Elliott and yeah. Mary. Of course. That video yeah. is insane. See, I, was I wasn't paused. as unhinged as Elliot was sexually as a child. <laughs> so I would say my the thing, the music video that made me gay was Madonna's Vogue, but in more of a campy pageantry mm-hmm. way, like performative mm-hmm. way. It was mm-hmm. very clear that I was a homosexual when that video came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brent, yeah. Lorena, Lorena McKennett or Enya? Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, I love Enya. Don Colvin, you know, Sonny came got, home. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that song. An Indigo Girls song. video? I can't even yeah, think I, of I an Indigo get, Girls I mean, video. I will say, I do love the, uh, I'm not really into music videos, but I remember remember Goodbye Earl by the Dixie mm, Chicks. That was a good one. Very empowering song. Yeah, with the guy from NYPD Blue. Dennis Franz, whom yeah. I met. Thank you very much. And I got oh. his autograph. I remember when he showed his butt on NYPD Blue and ABC. That was, was a big, big oh, that was, was a big deal. That was a yeah. big deal. That was iconic. Big deal. Yeah. 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 What about you? What music video made you gay, Oscar? For me, it was Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, when that Spice music Girls. video came out, I was like, I love women, but maybe not in the right way. Is there <laughs> yeah. a better song than the Spice Girls to become one? There isn't. It's perfect. It's a perfect, it's perfect. song. It is a great song. Okay, that before album, come on. Before mm. we end this actually delightful conversation, I do need to ask you about Bless the Hearts. So like your yes. you voice David on Bless the Hearts. Have you yeah. been recording from home cuz the new season is out now or is it Right, it's out now. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, we were in transition when we were recording season two. So mm-hmm. we started in the studio 
and we were doing table reads because that's a fun thing that we do on the show is that we have the whole cast yeah. come to the Fox Studios and then just like do table reads, um, which not a lot of animated shows do. And that's like the most fun I have ever had ever because mm-hmm. it's like the most talented people, the funniest people getting together and making yeah, each like other laugh. Maya Rudolph is right. Who, who, who's all, yeah. all involved? Yeah, it's massive. Kristen Wiig, like you got yeah. Fortune Feimster. It's like like fucking the most hysterical people ever and then the pandemic hit and then it's like okay we record from home Mm. and that's it's you know listen surprising to no one it's not as fun but uh at least we're still doing it i mean it's still still do they give you height does fox give you like high end equipment um no (laughs) no (laughs) no but now that i think about it maybe they they should should. oh my god (laughs) maybe they should it is kind of wild how like these big companies i did a thing for audible and like i would think that they would provide you with this top tier equipment and stuff no i'm using the equipment i fucking do to do this piece of shit like this is like you this is bigger (laughs) the company they don't give a fuck for you i mean honestly yeah yeah Yeah, definitely Oscar, Oscar, this has been so thank much you fun. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Oh where God, can people where treat. can people find you on social media and shit? Oh, you can find me at Ozimo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Podcast Kill the Video Star at Podcast Kill the Video Star, all one word, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And your 48 other podcasts as well. I want and, everyone and to then, listen you to know, right now. And you just got to do a little bit of, re- you got to be a little internet Nancy <laughs> Drew to find my other ones. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Oscar. So much fun. Yay! And another thing. So everyone knows who listens to this podcast regularly that since the uh, pandemic, I have been watching a lot of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Mm -hmm. And during these shows, they will oftentimes uh, uh, run commercials for Chick-fil-A. And there is a Chick-fil-A commercial that's running right now that I want you guys and everyone to listen to. Hey there, I'm Jake. And a little thing I love about Chick-fil-A's new Grilled Spicy Deluxe is that grilled chicken that we all know and love with the grilled marks that's super juicy. The heat, the cheese, the multi-grain brioche bun, the flavor is just out of this world. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but that guy, the first guy, guy's got gay voice. Am I right? Little what do you light think? Little light in his loafers, don't you Little think? Little light in his loafers, don't you think? I mean, isn't that kind of, I I watched it one or two times before it really clued in and I was like, oh, this, this is Chick-fil-A, obviously the quote, you know, homophobic fast food joint. Oh my God, I um, would love to do a voiceover for Chick-fil-A. I've never even had Chick-fil-A before, but I would love to do a voiceover and just be like, mm, come get that chicken. I want that <laughs> chicken in my mouth. Put that birdie in my mouth. Well, wait, wait, they, real quick. They- do you guys agree? Do you do you agree that the the guy sounds like a, a gay man? There's a gay I adjacent agree. moment there. Yeah, there's gay, like a. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say Vocal it's like cry. full on like yeah. you know going to be doing the voiceover for Pride activities. Yeah, yeah. Next he's not year, like but jerking off like two dudes while while doing the <laughs> doing the VO. But like yeah, it, it but seems... I see it. But I also think they're they're. I mean, I think you're onto something in terms of just advertising in general. How there is even just within this past year an influx in sort of just. Yeah, very casual queer representation, both in voiceovers, both in just sort of print advertisement. I mean, just and it's not like it's being presented as like a thing. It's just like, here's a kind of a gay voice for you. And it's also not just like ads for HIV meds. It's like ads for all types of things. Ellie, what do you think? What did you think when you heard it? I mean, I think so. I think what's more interesting is that it's Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, is this their attempt to like 
subversively woo or woo queer people or are they trying to appeal like I wasn't quite sure what they were doing but when you brought it to my attention and I watched it I had to watch it a couple of times <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like yeah that this there there's something there yeah they're doing something is the here. company still no because like, remember we talked about this no yeah, we talked about is. this on the podcast they stopped giving money to the two organizations that drew them drew their drew the reputation of them being anti-gay yeah, um, yeah. they're probably so- taking Trump's card and recognizing that like it, in terms of what you say and how you present yourself, it pays off for conservatives to be open to homosexuals. Maybe not necessarily what they do in practice always, but in terms of voicing you know, your support, it is beneficial and it's no longer it's, like gonna it's be also, bad it's for an your company. It's an interesting sort of dog whistle too, because I think it would be really easily would slip under the radar, especially cause it's, it's a voiceover and not like an, an actual flamer on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I feel like for a gay person uh, like myself who would hear that and go, oh, that's a gay guy in their commercial. But for most of most other people, I don't think they would necessarily instinctively pick up on that that is a gay man so i i'm I'm a big believer i'm a big believer oh i'm not saying he wouldn't come across as gay i don't think most regular i don't think they're like fishing for stuff like that yeah i do think it's like a it's like a thing that particularly marginalized groups of people tend to i think pick up on in that like if you hear a certain cadence to a voice you're alerted to it before anyone else because they're not listening mm. for that. They're not they're not out here listening for like the rare moments where your voice is heard somewhere right, along right. the way, you know, which is like if you listen to radio ads and stuff, um, it's especially in like Midwestern states, Southern states, especially political ads, they're really smart and sort of the people that they have doing voiceovers for those ads because there's, they're targeting certain communities based on the type of voice in the ad. Yeah, wait, really wait, fascinating. What, 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 what do you mean? I mean, like, for example, if you go through, um, like, I remember in Missouri, when I would drive downtown St. Louis, and like Mel Carnahan, when he was running for governor years and years and years ago, they would have very prominent black voices that you wouldn't necessarily know the person's name, but you would know that that is a black person, at least you think right. that, and, oh. and, they're t- and they're talking to that community, and they're they're literally getting <laughs> getting votes for that community right. because of the type of voice and. It's, I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's a, there's a sort of a scholarly word that could be used for how this has been used in history, but like, yeah. it is kind of in a way race baiting in that like, they're trying to get a certain group to move in a certain way based on the type of voice being used, it's not, you know? It's not, race, it's not race baiting, it's, it's appeasing to your demographics. I mean, you know. I'm sure it could be used for bad though. I'm sure it can. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt that that can be used for bad. I mean, for instance, it backfired. There was a Michigan, a, a very conservative Republican uh, running for the house somewhere in Michigan, and he he hired to do all, to do all of his commercials. Harvey Firestein, so it totally <laughs> it totally backfired. You and gotta go vote for this Republican. You, know, you gotta mean, get out, guys. Uh, I was gonna say I'm trying to think of like other queer people that they've used to like used in commercials, and like besides like Ellen, you know, I can actually I feel like um, what's her uh, name from Glee? What's her name? Uh, oh, Jane no Lynch. Knows. But I was going to say, in oh, terms yeah. of like, gay, like a gay voice, like Jonathan Van Ness is in commercials now, or mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like it's be- that's become like you know, I think uh, he's like there's the new safe choice. Yeah, um, but, but I, that's I, visual. I that's the, inter- yeah, that's yeah. the interesting thing that that's a visual representation and not just a voice, not just yeah, like but having... if, you heard, if you heard, but if you just heard his voice, you would know who it was. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the question is now that Chick Fil A has 
flamers in their commercials. Alan, <laughs> will you get Chick-fil-A for dinner sometime? I mean, I know Michael is like very anti-Chick-fil-A and mm-hmm. I, I'm i not very, int- I mean, I've heard just sort of lukewarm things about it and I love, I love Popeyes. I love Popeyes. (laughs) And so I will stick to my Popeyes. I actually was always very neutral just because I thought they were overrated, but I had a dinner right before Christmas at Chick-fil-A that was spot on. Mm, And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of back in the fold now. Have you had Popeyes recently though? They are so good. Yes, Alan. Yes, I have. The question to the, to the, the answer to your question, if you're asking me if I've had any fast food recently, the answer is yes, I have. What would your aunt say? Brandon, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? You can tell Elliot, I also like big men and loincloths. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my aunt Joanne would say, someone should tell Oscar that Walt Disney was a Nazi lover. <laughs> Pro anti-Semite. How about Anne Which Anne? is why it's Aryan, I guess. Why it feels so yeah, Aryan right. to you. It feels, feels like that. that. That's right. Yeah. My Aunt Anne would say, you know, I had myself an Orbitz moment this morning. I stuffed my skirt into my underwear. Didn't know it until 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I am Orbitz. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs>